Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid, and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just What we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio, was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. From KQED. When children are under attack, Outside San Francisco's largest skyscraper, a few dozen people rallied on Monday against what's happening inside the Salesforce Tower. Um, Me and a couple of my friends put this together, and we're hoping to send a message to Salesforce, to the tech companies, that tech won't build it, and they should cancel the contract. Tech workers are getting political. Google employees didn't like working on artificial intelligence projects for the military. They thought it was war work. So they demanded that Google step back, and they did. Now, hundreds of Salesforce workers have signed a petition demanding the tech giant end its contract with the U.S. Customs and Border Protection Agency. More and more tech workers are pushing back against the powerful companies they work for. Today, we'll talk about the workers who have started to organize. I'm Devin Kadiyama. Welcome to the Bay. So the the event had a hashtag. Okay. Because, you know, they work in tech. Yeah, of course. And it, it was uh, <laughs> tech won't build it. Tech won't build it. Okay. And the idea was that tech should not build the tools uh, for oppression or warfare. Okay. Sam Harnett covers Silicon Valley for KQED. Sam knew that there was this coalition working to raise the profile and voices of people who work in the tech industry. And then he's cruising online, and he comes across a meetup for tech workers. It was packed in there, standing room only. The body heat alone was <laughs> impressive. It's incredible. Yeah, no, no worries. I've never heard of uh, a gathering where tech workers from major companies, startups, were all going to get into a room and talk about kind of like revolutionary stuff. Just a quick note here. Sam was not allowed to record any of the actual meeting for reasons that will become clear in the next few minutes. So who is organizing this thing then? Like, who are the organizers? So the Tech Workers Coalition, it's an interesting organization. It's this loose connection of all these tech workers at all these different companies who are upset with what's happening uh, both in their companies and how their companies are affecting society. And they organized this forum to create a place where people could 
could come out and say, hey, I don't like what's happening in my company. What can I do? At this hour, some 300 programmers are threatening to leave Microsoft unless the tech giant drops its contract with the U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement Agency known as ICE. Facial recognition technology that Amazon has, employees are asking the company, Jeff Bezos, to not share Mm -hmm. that information with law enforcement. The meeting goes down at the Women's Building in San Francisco, um, which is a, a spot that's noted uh, as a place for, for organizing and community events. So I showed up, and there's definitely a worry about the microphone. Chat with you or any of the other people who are kind of like, yeah, you know, let me see like coordinating work. Comfortable yeah, yeah, sure. Absolutely. I expect that, right? Because like, I've been reporting on tech for like eight years, and I've talked to very few tech workers because all of them sign these agreements with their companies saying they won't talk to the media, and if they do, they get in huge trouble. And people are really uh, nervous. You know, they're nervous that they're going to get fired. Like, a lot of these people worked really hard to get these jobs. Like, it's very difficult to get a job at Facebook, Google, Twitter, et cetera. And, like, you know, there's a lot of other people who want that job. Who, who's there? What kinds of people are there? I met workers from every major name brand tech company. I, I saw a lot of the classic tech worker, the, the white men in their early 20s in hoodies. I met some older organizers, people in their 50s, 60s, but there were also a lot of minorities. And a lot of the organizers um, were men and women of color, uh, which are really underrepresented in the tech industry. But right. they were the ones sort of taking uh, charge. Wait, wait, where's this going? Yeah, so, uh, so what I want to do is two things. We want to do like a little feature story in the local news, which is yeah. about this organization. And it's like origins. Sorry, is this radio? Yeah, it's radio. Okay. Yeah. Um, Sam talked yeah, to one woman of color who helped that, organize that, last week's meeting. She asked for her name not to be used and for us not to say where she worked. As a woman of color working in the tech industry, I observe and experience a special set of challenges. <laughs> you know, it's tough for her and everyone there because they're putting their, their livelihoods on the line. Um, but she still wanted to actually say how important this meeting was to her and how important this organizing is to her. Oh my gosh, so excited. Um, I think that my story of feeling isolated and feeling like no one else understands, feeling that my coworkers just want to focus on building tools and building apps and are not worried about these larger issues. I feel like that story is present in so many tech workplaces and so many workplaces and communities in general. And now we're starting to find each other. She got involved after 2016, so connected directly to the Trump election. And she just had this moment where she's she felt, you know what, like there's a lot of stuff happening in this industry that I'm unhappy about. One of the first things I noticed when I came to the Bay Area and started working in the tech industry was the blatant discrimination and basically a class system. How the differences and how people were treated were along the same old lines of race, class and gender that you see in any other industry and even more stratified here, even more stark and obvious and upsetting. So that's, that's so one, one big that I, I um, theme at this meeting was the fact that, that uh, although these workers are privileged as workers, they're still workers. What's missing is the voice of the workers that are actually building those tools and having those impacts yeah. downstream. 
I mean, this is a criticism of tech, right? That a lot of people say, hey, these people don't really care. They have great jobs. They make a lot of money. Um, but I think, I don't know. I mean, this is tricky to say. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's surprising that someone making quite a bit of money doing what they want and very and is very comforted is going to take the time in the afternoon to come out to a meeting and talk about issues that maybe aren't directly impacting them. How are they going about having these meetings uh, while still doing their job and protecting their job? I think this is ev- what everyone's trying to figure out. Big barriers to organizing in tech have been the comfort and privilege and then the re- fear of reprisal and losing the job. And that's real. Like a couple people raised their hands and they just they seemed like not super political. And they were really just like, hey, like, I don't know if I like what's happening in my company. And I just don't know what to do about it. Hmm. So what, what do you think the group's goal is? There's this sort of swelling of um, enthusiasm. Out there, but it's going to take large numbers. It's going to take solidarity across roles, across groups. Um, because if we come out collectively and demand better from our employers and the industry at large, then we have the power. And so I think right now the Tech Workers Coalition is trying to figure out how to navigate all that and how to connect everybody and how to grow as an organization while respecting everyone's um, you know, privacy and while protecting people from, from reprisal. Sam, thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, Devin. A spokesperson for Salesforce had little to say about Monday's rally other than the company respects the right to peaceful protest. On Twitter, Salesforce CEO Mark Benioff says his company donated $1 million to help families separated at the border. But that doesn't satisfy some workers who want the company to end its contract with Customs and Border Protection altogether. I'm Devin Kadiyama. You've been listening to The Bay. I know that sometimes with the news cycle, it's really easy for some stories to get buried. That's why once a week, Queued Up host Ryan Levy curates one of the most interesting or one of the most important stories we do for KQED, and he gets it to you on your phone. To make sure you don't miss it, subscribe to Queued Up, that's Q-E-D Up, wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Sasha Koka, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey. That's where you go to Sunshine State. But we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast.